Christian Therapy Podcast. It is your host, Aisha Barano. Let's get into today's episodes. So today we're going to be studying from Philippians chapter 2. Um, let's get into it. So I'm going to start from verse 3 um, and I'm going to be reading from the CSB translation today. Um, and so verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interest, but rather to the interest of others. And then he goes on to say, adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. So if we think about what we've just read, the Bible is basically telling us that we shouldn't do anything out of selfish ambition or, you know, wanting to get even or wanting your glory, but do everything in humility. Consider others more important than yourself. Don't be self-seeking. You know, there are certain people that if something does not benefit them, they don't assist anybody. They don't do anything to help their fellow friends or human just humans in general you know they don't do anything that they don't have an interest in um but we shouldn't be like that if you think about the attitude that jesus adopted jesus could have said these people are sinning recklessly why should i have to die for them why should i have to be the one that then gets treated like that and i don't know if you guys can picture it but think about the crucifixion the amount of it's the highest form of shame and disrespect if you think about the people that were on the cross with jesus they were thieves right so those are the caliber of people who get crucified in those days or who used to get crucified in those days right so if that's the case then think about it and imagine you're god all-powerful almighty the one who made all things the one to whom the angels are constantly bowing and worshipping and the ones to whom certain people on earth are worshipping and bowing down and, you know, giving respect and praising, right? And imagine with all of that power to then humble yourself, to come in form of a man, to go in the womb of somebody, to be born as a, as a child, as a child who then has to grow up, in the flesh imagine god having to succumb himself to the loneliness of the flesh to the yeah to the humility imagine your god with all of that prestige to now have to subject yourself to humiliation on the cross but that's what he did and so when we think about it in that sense we should adopt the same attitude that he did he was god he is god and still did not think, okay, I'm God, you know, let these people just come and worship me. Instead, he's like, do you know what? Let me do something for them. Let me die for them. Let me humiliate myself for them, you know? And what then ended up happening is he humbled himself throughout everything. And then 
he ended up with a name that is above all names right so i'm not going to talk too much about that because i just think you know i have to touched on this um here and there with like the bible study that we've been doing and um, so i'm not going to talk too much about it but i'm going to move forward to verse 12 therefore my dear friends just as you have obeyed so now not only in my presence but even more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is god who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose now to give you more context if you did not listen to the first um the first chapter which is the previous episode that we did yesterday i would encourage you to go and listen to it for yourself so you understand the context and how we got to this point okay so now just to sum it up paul is in prison at this time at this time and he's writing to the church in philippi and he's saying to them to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling and he's like when i was present you guys were doing these things now that i'm absent i need to you to do it even more i need you to intensify your efforts i need you to focus on your walk with god and if we're thinking about that it is something that applies to all christians even to this day just because you've given your heart to christ years ago does not mean that you shouldn't make sure that you're walking out your own salvation you're holding on to your own salvation you're making sure that nothing is taking you away from god and away from your salvation and so imagine he's saying to hold it with fear and trembling because you don't want to lose it imagine you don't want to lose something like you have some money in your pocket it's so much money right you would be looking around to make sure you didn't drop it you'll be holding on to your pocket you'd be trying to make sure that you don't lose it in any way think about it with our salvation we've received something that is greater than money you have to ensure that you hold on to it with everything that is within you you hold on to it as if your life depends on it because it does and so it talks about how god is working in you both to will and to do according to his purpose and so the holy spirit is in you prompting you telling you what to do working out his will in you but you have to submit to the lordship of god and on the holy spirit for that to even happen in the first place and then it goes on to say in verse 14 do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of god who are in who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation among whom you shine like stars in the world by holding firm to the word of life then i can boast in the day of christ that i didn't run a labor for nothing but even as i am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith i am glad and rejoice with all of you so here it's talking about how it's so important that they work out their own salvation and then it goes on to talk about how they need to do everything without grumbling and arguing have you met people who you tell them to do something and then they do it but whilst they're doing it you're just like do you know what just leave it because they would grumble they will argue why do i have to do this why do i have to do this why can't someone else do this why did it and they're just like just do it and leave it like why does doing everything have to be such a hassle right and so he's telling us do everything without going or arguing in your service to god when you're at church and you're asked to sweep the church are you arguing about it are you grumbling are you doing your duties um at church in service to god 
with grumbling and arguing the problem with doing things like that is then that service is unacceptable to god so you've practically wasted your time because there's n- there isn't going to be any reward for that and so it is important that we test our motives and test our actions when we're doing certain things why am i doing this thing am i doing it for recognition and am i also doing it in a way that is pure and blameless or am i grumbling am i arguing sometimes you can be grumbling in your heart and no one would know but you and god you know deep down you're like oh. but you say nothing right so you're just like, oh yeah sure of course i'll do it <laughs> but deep down god knows god can see it so that service is unacceptable to him and so when we're serving god we need to make sure that we're serving him in a way that pleases him and how do we serve him in a way that pleases him by making sure you know keep an eye on your motives keep an eye on how you do what you do are you serving him in the spirit or are you just serving him as a tick book exercise oh i've done this or so that my leader would not give me stress i don't want to hear i don't want to hear this one's mouth today so i'm gonna just do what i feel like he wants me to do no that is not the life you've been called into you've been called into a life of freedom in christ and he wants you to be free free to do what you want to do but then in that freedom he wants you to choose him with that freedom he wants you to choose him choose things that are important to him choose things that will make him happy choose things that glorify him that's what he wants he's giving you the freedom of choice but he wants you to choose him so as christians it's a life of choosing god over and over and over again when circumstances happen that are contrary it's a life of choosing him over and over and over again and so moving on he was basically just talking to the people about how he's going to send timothy to them to encourage them and he was basically talking about how timothy isn't um you know seeking his own interest timothy cares about their interest um and you know he's proven his character over time so imagine being in prison and you're trying to send someone to the church so that the people can you know do what they're what they need to be doing but also to encourage the people so that's why he was saying that he would send timothy and he also you know let them know that he's confident that he will still be he would be leaving the prison as well right then he also then talks about someone called f epaphroditus yes that that's an interesting name <laughs> so he talks about this person who is a co-worker who is a soldier for christ um and who has also been ministering right and so he talks about how he's sending this guy right he's sending i assume it's, yeah, it's, he says my brother so that's a guy right so i assume that so yes he's a guy right my brother the fact that he says my brother and not my sister although sometimes you know brothers in christ also means brothers and sisters so let's just assume he's a guy right so he and also in the way he it translates after that he uses the word he so he's a guy right so this guy is literally paul was saying i'm sending this guy to you guys right this guy was sick you guys heard that he was sick he was sick almost to the point of death right but god healed him god had mercy upon him and god did not want to increase 
Paul's sorrow. So imagine the guy had died, right? Paul was saying that he would have felt even more sorrow than he currently feels, right? Imagine you're in prison, you're already going through those emotions of being in prison, and then someone who is a minister of the gospel, who is fighting, and who is a co who's your co-worker, who is a fellow minister, was sick to the point of death. Imagine he had died. Paul would have just felt even more sorrow than he had felt just currently being in prison, right? And so he was saying that, you know, that it was expressing that in his letter to the church. But then he's saying for that reason, he's eager to send the guy. I don't want to mention his name because, you know, you guys already know I can't really pronounce that name well. F, F, Epaphroditus, Epaphroditus. So he was going to send Epaphroditus to the church so that to encourage them, right? The guy was sick to the point of death and now God healed him. So he's like, I want to uplift your spirit. So I'm going to send this guy to you guys. And then he's saying to them, welcome him with great joy and hold people like him in honor because he came close to death for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up what was lacking in your ministry to me. So Paul was saying like, guy, guys, this guy was there for me, right? He was there for me. He made up for your lack, right? And so now I'm sending him to you guys to uplift you guys so that you guys can see the miraculousness of God in the sense that God has healed him. He was at the point of death and now God has healed him. So I'm sending him as a testimony to you guys. And that's where the chapter ends. So let me know what you guys think about this, um, the Bible study that we have been doing. Is there anything else that you feel like I need to cover? Um, I would love to hear from you guys regarding. And as always, I would always encourage you to go back and read the chapter for yourself. As much as I can summarize everything that is in the chapter, it's not the same as reading it for yourself. So please go back and read it for yourself from start until finish. Um, and of course, you know, I, I would encourage you to listen to the previous episodes if you have not re listened to them. We started from the book of Ephesians. We're now in Philipp Philippians. Um, so please go back and listen to every single episode. Um, most of them are pretty short, I believe. Um, so you can just spend time, take out time out of your day and just go back and listen to them. They will greatly bless you. They have been blessing me. They've also made me very committed to Bible study every single day so i will encourage you to get on it as well if you've been struggling to study your bible i think us doing this 30 days um is going to create the habit of making sure that you're opening your bible and reading your bible reading at least one chapter every single day that's the aim of what we're doing we're encouraging you to read at least one chapter a day honestly one chapter a day is not it's not that much um it, you know it could take you a few minutes um but what we're trying to imbibe is that consistency of spending time with god that consistency of reading his word you know god in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god so if the word is god then the best way to know god is through his word and so we need to spend time and time and time and time again studying and meditating on the word of god
before we end today's episode um if you have not said the prayer of salvation which means that you have not given your heart to jesus christ i want to give you an opportunity to give your heart to christ now um so one of the big things that i have to emphasize is the fact that you have to believe completely um with all of your heart and you have to speak forth so which means you have to say it um whilst believing in your heart now it is not enough to believe you have to believe and speak um, and it's not enough to speak without believing so it requires both so now i'm going to say the prayer of salvation and i need you to repeat it after me oh lord god i believe with all my heart in jesus christ son of the living god i believe he died for me and God raised him from the dead. I believe he's alive today and forevermore. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. From this day, through him and in his name, I have eternal life. I am born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I am now a child of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you have said this prayer, welcome to the family of God. You are now a child of God. You are now born again. You can confidently say, I am born again. Glory to God. And so now if you want to learn more about how to live your life as a born again Christian, I will encourage you to go back and listen to every single episode on this podcast. Just keep listening and you would continue to see the transformation in your life. And also, I will encourage you to go out there, go on Google and search for Now That You're Born Again by Chris Oyakilome. And if you review that, you will see in the book it explains carefully what happens now that you've given your heart to Christ. It explains clearly what you have received as a child of God. And so I will encourage you to actually go and read the book. It's a really short book. It's a PDF um, version and it is free online too. And if for whatever reason you're unable to get the book, just send me a direct message on Christian Therapy um, um, using the Christian Therapy ha- handle um, on Instagram. Um, yeah, so just send me a direct message and I will organize for it to be sent to you. So yeah, thank you so much um, for listening to today's episode. God bless you and I will see you next time. Bye.